0: Rich Risfit with American Egg Network here. Uh, we are out at Peterson Farm Seeds. With me, I've got Rick Swenson, who is the lead agronomist out here. Uh, this is a beautiful research plot. They are a research powerhouse out here. And they've got a field day is coming up here very shortly. So first of all, tell us the date, time, and how people can and should come out here to see all the great stuff come happening out
1: here. Yeah, uh, field day is coming up on September 7th. Uh starts at nine thirty and goes until three, um, just north of Mapleton, North Dakota, uh, northwest of Fargo, and uh, at our at our facility where we have our research and all of our uh, our plant as well.
0: Well, uh, do are people, do they have to sign up to come out here? Can they just pop on out here? If they want to come out, what should they do?
1: Stop on out. Uh, come and go as you please. We've got free lunch included with it, so love to have you out, having that catered. Uh, Not to mention we've got 10 speakers coming in from all different parts of agriculture. Whether it is technology, doing a combine clinic, uh, we've got gene editing out there, some of the new advancements in that, Uh, seed treatments, uh, weather, you name it. We've got a little bit of everything out there.
0: Well, and we just got a uh, preview tour out here, and it is pretty exciting. There is a lot of good stuff in all categories. So, you know, what What have you guys noticed? You guys have put together this book for the last two years here about some of the results that you guys are seeing. What is something that is maybe surprising or something that you guys have noticed that, uh, that folks will want to hear out there?
1: You know, probably the biggest thing is just all the agronomy that we do. I, I, I mean, I hate to jump back that way, but... When we put that publication together this last winter, um, everything in there was stuff that we'd actually seen in growers' fields the last two years. And we've got over 60 pages in there of all kinds of different topics, whether it is diseases or fertility, things like that uh not to mention what we're learning from the research you know we're doing a ton Uh, we've got over 100 locations with research you know it started out as something small 10 12 years ago and it's grown into something big the whole tri-state and that really is our attention to detail and doing something that nobody else is doing um we're on individual areas you know matching our hybrids our varieties to their specific ground and you know we're getting paid by a bunch of companies to do it on top of that so
0: well and you mentioned that too uh, now you guys are working with biologicals that is becoming uh, kind of a buzzword in the industry these days but You guys are not just working with your own biologicals and everything else. You guys are partnering up with some folks and testing out everyone else's that want to uh, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, they're actually, the big companies are paying us to do some of the testing for them on the biological front. It is a, it's a busy world. There's so many different things out there and trying to sort through that and figure out which biologicals actually work. uh, That's a challenge. So we're not necessarily selling any of them ourselves, but we want to be that person that, you know, we can, our growers can trust and do the research on the backside so they don't, you know, put something in the ground or do something that they shouldn't do. So that's really the basis behind it: sort through what's out there and find the best products.
0: Well, and as we went through today, uh, you know, we saw some population uh, differences, some planting date differences. And you guys stressed a lot, too, about not just a date on the calendar, but the actual planting conditions. Tell us what you guys have been seeing out here uh, recently and what folks can expect to see out here when they come out here.
1: That's probably the biggest thing to me is we live in a cool climate, right? I mean, we're really only above 50 degrees for about 145 days of the year, uh, soil temperature wise. So that doesn't, that's not a real long period. And our world lives and breathes around soil temperature. So rather than even looking at it from a planting date standpoint, that's why we switched over and looking at from a temperature standpoint and doing our yield analysis based off of that and you know trying to help our growers it is something for the rest of our lives for our next generation temperature is going to be king and if we keep trying to push stuff in the ground too early it's going to bite us and that's where we really want to explore those you know and show our customers that hey hit those windows when you can
0: Well, and was there maybe an anomaly uh, with some weed pressure that maybe you guys saw with some different populations? Uh, Give us something of that.
1: You know, uh, from a population standpoint, we love corn populations, right? You can tweak those, whether it should be thirty-two, thirty-four thousand, 34,000, things like that. There's some real specific windows, but really in our research since 2005 on the soybeans, there's not a huge difference in yield from 80,000 all the way up to over 200,000. So we're really taking a step back and looking at it from a cultural standpoint, you know? Um how soon can we get 100% canopy? You know, we've got a lot of resistant weeds out there. Can we increase our population to offset that a little bit? You know, How high can we have it to maximize yield but not get white mold? Uh, one of the challenges too is we've dropped population from an IDC standpoint, the last 10 years, and that's biting us. Uh, we're seeing more IDC and some of the worst IDC we've seen in years. And I think a lot of that is just going back to the fact we're down 25,000 population. So really from a cultural standpoint, not even a yield standpoint on soybeans, figuring out where that magic number is and ma- you know, finding the right plant structure. You know, there's a lot of different plant structures on the soybeans on top of that and thinking about it from a big picture standpoint that way.
0: Well, outstanding. Uh, give us uh, the date, the time, and uh, what folks can expect to see out here, why they should come out here, and how do they do that?
1: Yeah, field day is September 7th from 9.30 to 3. Uh, Ten speakers, uh, 60 different research topics, and really a little bit of everything. Everything in the plot is solely based around bringing more yield back to the grower, and that's an important deal.
0: Well, uh, one more thing to touch on. You guys have got a little contest coming out here this year. Uh, Explain that contest.
1: Yeah, stop out. We didn't realize it in the planning, but uh, the kickoff for the NFL season is actually September 7th. So we've got a little punt pass and kick competition too, uh, giving away four Vikings tickets on top of that. Stop out, compete, and then uh, bring home some helpful topics for the farm.
0: Again, that was Rick Swenson, lead agronomist at Peterson Farm Seed. Also out there, I ran into Kelsey Stumvoll, who is the regional agronomist for Peterson Farm Seed, and she tells us a little bit what she'd like to see happen for this event.
2: So one thing we've always said about our field day is we want it to be an agronomic opportunity, a learning opportunity, and not a sales pitch. So when you come out for field day, right here, right next to the farm, we've got 160 acres of both replicated and agronomic testing, and that's what the whole day is about. Uh, We've got speakers, and we'll be giving guides through our testing, and that's what we want. We just want it to be a learning experience.
0: Now, they're going to have a lot of exciting things out there, new things and things that maybe you haven't seen or thought about before, but they also stress getting back to basics and maybe some of the things that have been spoken about over the years, but now times may be changing for some of the more conventional thought.
2: So a lot of what we're doing right now is we do have a lot of more in-depth, a little bit more complicated on the equipment side of things, but we're also bringing things back to basics a lot of your your population your planting date your depth yeah those are conversations we've been having for a long time but we're still seeing problems out there and they're maybe not the same problems we were seeing 20 years ago but with the new equipment with the the new technology out there we're still seeing those problems so we're taking the basics but a little bit more in depth to see where are we making those mistakes and how can we fix them and what can we do to increase your yields by fixing those mistakes.
0: And they have replicated research that they've been conducting in over 100 plots in the tri-state area.
2: Absolutely. We we like to puff our chest out a little bit when it comes to the, the replicated research, but I also think we've got good reason to. Um, about five years ago, we brought on Dennis Schultze, and he took our replicated research program and ran with it. As of right now, between North Dakota, South Dakota, and Minnesota, we have just over 100 research locations and that's a huge advantage for us when it comes to both selecting products that fit maybe a very specific acre but also learning the products learning the ins-, ins and outs and making better selections
0: and if you're in North Dakota South Dakota or Minnesota they may have something that's tailored just for you
2: so that gives us a huge advantage um, when guys when other bigger outfits are looking for something that'll go from the East Coast to Colorado Yeah, they might be finding some good hybrids, but we're looking to maximize the acres we have here. Um, We're not looking out to push out of the borders of the tri-state area. We're looking for what can we do to place better hybrids, better products in this area. We've got several products in the 90-day range that maybe they're not a good fit for South Central Minnesota, but they do awesome in South Dakota, and we're not afraid to take that leap. If we know that somebody has a very specific problem or a very specific concern to their area, we're not afraid to bring something on to fit that acre. And that is where our advantage lies.
0: And they're also keeping on top of some of the newest equipment that is out in the world recently. And Nolan Berg, who is the precision agronomist at Peterson Farm Seed, tells us about some of the new equipment and things we may see out there.
3: Uh, So the company is called Green Eye, uh, and they're... uh an Israeli based company but they are developing a CN spray technology similar to John Deere Um, there's other in the industries but really what they're doing is mounting cameras on the boom of the sprayer and it's seeing every square every 10 inch square of the field at real time so at 10 to 12 miles an hour it's reading every square 10 inch of the field analyzing whether there's a weed present or not and spraying it. and this could be game-changing and they're talking 70 to 80 percent reduction of chemical in the field so um, unique to them is they're a small company they're really adaptable they can develop really quickly Uh, and they also are their system is a dual boom system so they have a front boom that is uh, full boom with the spray residual herbicide and then the back boom is what's spraying the individual weeds so you can mix two different batches One can be your residual and the other one is something you can mix hot. That's going to definitely kill the weed. Uh, might damage the crop a little bit, but it's going to just hit the weed anyway. So it's going to work. So another piece of equipment that will be out here for field day. Uh, It's a very new technology. They're still in the R&D product uh, system part of it. But essentially it's a a planter attachment that's a CNC water jet machine. So it's actually uh, shooting a water jet before the furrow of the planter to cut any residue and open up the soil. Uh, it's got a 60,000 pound PSI of water and you can actually mix your inferral fertilizer with it. So it's a very new, weird concept, but it's something we like to look at as something that's new, fun, and weird. So. That will also be here. Uh, I think they're gonna fire it up every half hour or something so you can see it in action and see what it looks like.
0: And again, biologicals do seem to be gaining ground in the industry. And Nolan is an expert in biologicals and tells us why they are gaining the steam.
3: Yeah, what we're trying to do is sort through the industry. So there's lots and lots of new products out there. Uh, And in the past, the biological industry has kind of been thought of as a snake oil type thing. Uh, Does it work, does it not? And in the past, I think those products did work, but maybe one out of 10 years they worked. Uh, There's a lot of money and research going into this industry now and there's some products shining through that are consistently working. Uh, So we're trying to sort through those top tier products that have some merit uh, and really get that data for growers to figure out what they should be trying uh, and working in their own region.
0: Once again, that's Rick Swenson, lead agronomist at Peterson Farm Seed, Kelsey Stumvoll, who is the regional agronomist, and Nolan Berg, who is the precision agronomist, all at Peterson Farm Seed. That date, once more, is September 7th from 9.30 to 3. They have a lineup of speakers, a free lunch, come as you'd like, go as you'd like, and learn about some of the things that they have been researching extensively for years. For the American Egg Network, I'm Richard Ristvet.